0: November 9 815 Go ahead. I'm a <laughs>
1: Check your trim set. Check your heading norm. Light heading at 074. Check your altimeter set. 2946. Correct the center point elevation. Zero feet. Check your barrel running zero. Check your SS 30, 30, 34 Check your fuel. Check your seat off. Lights out.
0: In the air and on air, here he is, the renegade aviator, David Costner. Wrong! Boom! Update of wind on 2200. We are the airfield and airspace. You are Small, clear for takeoff. Check your parker brake off. Check your trim set. Check your nozzle steering on maneuver. Yeah, it half school, please. That's what i up. Off brakes now. In the air and on air, the Renegade Aviator combines Jet Air Show performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is. The Renegade Aviator, David Costa.
1: Ha ha! Let's do this. David Costa, The Renegade Aviator, 888 366 5256. RenegadeAV8R.com. RenegadeAviator.com. Are you feeling scared lately? COVID has you scared? Elections have you scared? Air shows are shut down, so you're afraid? (laughs) What are you afraid of?
0: Fairfield arrival, Mayday, 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 9815 Lima, I'm in trouble, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday! November 9815 Lima, Port Adria, go ahead. I have no idea where I'm going, I'm gonna crash, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday! 9815 Lima, stay last known position. I have no idea, I have no idea, Mayday! I'm rolling! I'm rolling! I'm rolling! I'm rolling! I'm rolling! I'm rolling! Oh, my God! Ah. Help! Help! Calling for Dodge. uh, Release the stick. Go forward on the stick and then slowly back
1: again. Flight or fight, baby. Nothing to fear when you're in control. But renegade aviator, some things are scary. False expectations appearing real. You may have heard that before. Fear is not real. You imagine fear. Let that sink in for a second. You can't think straight when fear sets in. And we all get afraid. We all have times when panic sets in like the guy on that clip that I just played. (laughs) But an aviator makes a decision. When we decide, we take responsibility. So we cannot decide from a position of fear. When you're fearful, you don't think straight. COVID-19. masks, fear or a decision? The vaccine a fear, or a decision. How about handling an in-flight emergency, like you just heard? Reacting from fear or making a decision? Dealing with a life crisis that we all go through. When you decide, when you make a decision, you're left with the responsibility. When you come out of a position of fear or compliance somebody else takes the responsibility so I don't know about you but as an air show pilot as a renegade aviator as somebody that's going after some world records I would rather make decisions and take care of my own responsibility so I make a decision I take responsibility simple way to do things that's how adults work we all get fearful we all get afraid but before we start this show, I just wanted to throw that your way to kind of light the fuse a little bit. So this show's a little bit different. This week, I'm going to call this Bill Stein Take Two. And the reason why I'm doing that, I'm replaying some clips from a previous show from two seasons ago. But I'm doing it with a a current twist to it. So I'm going to add some comments, and I'm going to start doing this every once in a while. And here's Why? <laughs> I've had to make decisions. These past three, four, five months have been tough on everybody. So I've made some decisions in my career, and I'm out. I'm going to training right now. Type rating number seven or eight. I lost count. And so because I'm doing that, because I've been busy, I haven't had the time to set up an interview for this week. So I could have played just an old show and let you hang with that. But I decided to make an old show a new show, takes a little bit less time to put together, and it allows us to kind of go back and listen to some of the greats that we've had on this show. And Bill Stein is one of the greats. BillSteinAirShows.com. He flies an Edge 540. And if you want to see high-energy aerobatics when our air shows open back up again go see him live and go shake his hand and go tell him that you saw him or heard him on the renegade aviator radio show with david costa and in the meantime go check him out on youtube just google bill stein air shows here we go 209 at a ground control we're loaded and ready to taxi bye bill Goodbye, darling! I love you, darling! 209er, taxi to runway 19er. Flight 209er, you're cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over, huh? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? tower radio clearance over. Clarence over. Over. Roger, huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? Who? All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. As I promised in the intro, I've got a very special guest today. His name is Bill Stein, and he flies an Edge 540. I'm not going to take any of his thunder away. Bill, welcome to the Renegade Aviator radio show.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and I'm really excited to be here.
1: Tell me about Bill Stein Air Shows. Tell me about what you do and what people can see when they see you out at the uh, air shows all over the USA.
0: Well,. (laughs) Okay, so pretty much I ran away and joined the circus about 20 years ago. I have an Edge 540, which is a made-in-America, high-tech, high-end aerobatic airplane. It is purpose-built only to fly the extreme kind of flying that I do. Air shows are all about families and little kids and smoke and noise. and, And what I'm out there doing is showing how much time I can make my airplane clearly not fly. The whole thing is have people just go, oh, my gosh, airplanes shouldn't do that. So that's what
1: I do for a living. You know, and what a great way to make a living, right? That's living that dream that people think about. So, an Edge 540, you said American built. How would you describe it? You know, we're on the radio. It's great when we have videos. First of all, give us your website so people can jump, as they're listening to this show, they can jump online and maybe take a look. And then, if you wouldn't mind, explain what that Edge 540 is, how people would recognize it.
0: Well, people can find me at BillSteinAirshows.com or on Facebook at BillStein Airshows, uh, either one of those. And, and there's some videos. At both those spots, people can look at. My airplane is, like I said, it's purpose built. So it, there's a lot of carbon fiber in it so that it's very, very strong and it's tiny. It's one of the smallest airplanes around. The wingspan is about 24 feet. It's about 24 feet long. It weighs just over a thousand pounds and it's got about a 400 horsepower engine. In fact, half the weight of the airplane is the engine and what it does it being so strong with the carbon fiber and such is it takes breaking the airplane essentially out of the equation and then that allows you to go out and do all this stuff where you can figure out how to get the airplane to uh, go end over end and sideways and backwards and stuff like that so it's uh it's an airplane that i've had for 15 years i love it more today than the day i got it and it's just been a, a fantastic airplane it's one of the best airplanes in the world for aerobatics. the
1: edge is it looks um you know some people may say well it looks like an extra you know the extra has got the uh, the name recognition but the edge 540s got name recognition all of its own it's uh, been a real strong performer in mean, aerobatic competitions and things of that and nature your airplane did you build this airplane or did you purchase it already built
0: well zivco aeronautics in guthrie oklahoma builds these airplanes they have built i don't know 35 or so of them maybe 40 and then these airplanes are the weapon of choice for the red bull air race so if you don't have an H540 and you're in the Red Bull air race, you're probably not winning. So it's it's uh, built in Guthrie, Oklahoma by the Zivco family at Zivco Aeronautics.
1: Right on. You mentioned aerobatics, so there's there's pilots that are, that are listening, there's non-pilots that are listening, but everybody likes to uh, look at planes tumbling through the air, and a lot of people think, well, you know, that's something maybe I, I can never try, and I, you and I are both pilots. I'm a big believer in aerobatic training. You take it to the nth degree degree, you're out there doing stuff that the average aerobatic pilot's not even going to attempt. Um, how does aerobatic training play into just being a pilot in general? How do you see that fitting into aviation?
0: Well, it's to me, it's an important component in learning how to fly an airplane. So there's uh, there's normal flying, and that's wonderful. The world is a beautiful place from 1,000 foot or even 60,000 feet above the ground. It's, it's wonderful to be in the air and, and be flying around. Stuff doesn't hardly ever go wrong. How, but if you are a good, accomplished, proficient, anyway, aerobatic pilot, you're ready to deal with spins and things like that. So uh, in terms of safety for the general pilot, aerobatic training would allow the general pilot to have more confidence and more proficiency and be ready for more things. I, um, at, one of the things that I've done in my life is I spent a couple months in Abu Dhabi teaching Etihad Airlines uh their instructor pilots how to teach their upset prevention and recovery training because i had the skills to uh, to work an airplane to whatever degree where i had 100% confidence that i could recover from anything the student got us into so they feel free to learn and expand their skills and this was was the instructors for for the pilots for Etihad Airlines and they intend to sell that to other airlines that that service and they were in the airplane that you just talked about an extra 330 LT but it was uh, that's an example of what's going on these days every airline is mandated in Europe and I believe it's coming to the US that they have to have upset prevention and recovery training and that is sort of like an introductory aerobatics course, so it's good for everybody and it's fun. I don't know too many people that don't enjoy it when it comes down to uh, having had that experience.
1: If you're if you're not doing it right, it ain't fun, and if you're doing it right, it is fun. And and you're right. Big thing I want to get across to people when they watch air shows: these are not daredevils; these are professionals, people that practice people that are using skills it's not nobody's out there taking adverse risk nobody wants to see anybody go to an air show and have trouble what you're watching out there you're watching elite level performances that are fun to watch which is why we tell everybody get out to the air show go out to the air show there's a there's air shows all over the usa and, and north america get out there and see this but then look at it with a different eye look at these pilots that are out there this is a skill it takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of humility it takes a lot of guts uh, but it's not daredevil stuff it it really is professionalism in view and the aircraft is designed to fly this way these airplanes are made to do this bill when we come back out of the next break you said something you wanted to you uh, joined the circus 20 years ago and i laughed i smiled at that when we come back from this first break <laughs> i want to talk about what what goes through somebody's head when they decide look uh, there's all these great things i could be doing i want to go out and be an air show pilot um so when we come back from the break, that's what i want to talk about dave costa renegade aviator will be right back Okay, David Costa jumping in here real quick, renegadeav8r.com. Go there, learn all about what we do from our podcast to our Jet Air shows, to our world record jet stuff, renegadeav8r.com. As we're listening to Bill get started, Bill Stein. This is Bill Stein, take two. We're using some older clips from an earlier show that you may not have heard. So it's a reminder for you to find this podcast wherever you find podcasts. We're on I Heart, Stitcher iTunes, Google Play. If you go in and search for Renegade Aviator, you'll find us. Listen to us, like us, share us, and thanks for listening. Here we go, back to the show with Mr. Bill Stein. When we started the first segment, Bill mentioned that, you know, about 20 years ago, Bill you wanted to uh, join the circus and become an air show pilot. That's about what it is, right? It's a flying circus out there, and it's a unique opportunity and a unique way to make a living. Bill, if you wouldn't mind, could you maybe walk us through what it's like to go after that big, gnarly dream that uh, to become that elite-level person in an industry that uh, is kind of tough to get into?
0: Well, so it started when I was a kid. I went to an air show in Ann Arbor, Michigan when I was about nine, and if you know about Ann Arbor, Michigan, it's there was a locus of talent there that was just unbelievable and it was all centered around Bill Barber. So Jimmy Minning and uh, Bob Lijack and Barden and Eddie the Grip Green. There was all these guys. Danny Klisham's from there. So there's, there's all these guys that uh, had been mentored by Bill Barber and there's about a third of the Airshow Hall of Fame was the local airshow when I was a little kid. And so... I thought, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. Uh, I've got to learn how to fly like that. And then uh, on, on top of that, uh, I was pretty good at math. I always wanted to be a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, you know, when I was a little kid, I love math. So, uh, but Lijak was a math professor at University of Michigan, and his son was a friend of one of my friends. So, what was kind of uh, interesting about being at the when I was a little kid was that this kid that I knew, his dad did it, so it wasn't the weirdest thing in the world to aspire to. I grew up way out in the country, and I had a bunch of brothers, and we built a lot of model airplanes, and that was sort of how we got going with flying, and most of us turned out to be pilots. In fact, four out of the five kids are pilots, but um, fast forward, I had a dream to learn how to fly. I got out of college. I moved to Silicon Valley. You know, I got a job, and and when, uh, when I could afford it, I went down to the local airport and said, I want to learn how to fly. And they said, that's awesome. Tell me why. I said, because I want to fly aerobatics. And they said, oh, that's why. I said, well, uh, you know, I'm going to grow up and, and fly air shows someday. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, they're like, okay, we don't like your judgment. We're not sure we want to teach you. But, but they did. And, and so, really, I learned how to fly to fly aerobatics. I have maybe 7,500 hours of flying. And that's not a lot if you talk to an airline captain, but when you think about getting it 18 minutes at a time, that's a lot of practice flights that I've done. So,
1: um,
0: so I spent, um, a couple decades, maybe 30 years trying to just learn how to fly aerobatics because I loved it. It was fantastic. There's competition aerobatics, which is a structured way to learn aerobatics and you get to sh- uh, show your skills against others, uh, and I did that for quite some time, and I still coach people that do that. And then after a while, I, uh, I ended up being helped out by a person in California who is, had his own locus of talent, which has another huge section of the air Show Hall of Fame, Wayne Hanley. And he taught me a lot about flying air shows. He watched me flying uh, one day, and I had a sequence that I called – the stuff that's not going to kill me. And everything that I did, every maneuver that I botched that kind of scared me, I put in this sequence, and I thought, this is never going to get me. And he watched me fly this sequence, which was really just a practice sequence of stuff I didn't ever want to make a mistake on, a big mistake. And he goes, when's your first air show? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I like your air show sequence. I said, Wayne, that's my stuff that almost killed me sequence. He goes, well, it's a good air show sequence. Well, let's get you a card and get you going. So, uh, so in a way, I got lucky growing up where I did and then moving to a place where there was another legend in uh, aviation, Wayne Hanley, to, to get me going. And, uh, and these guys, you know, understood what I wanted to do, which was really just be better at flying aerobatics. And after a while, I just started uh, being a part of air shows. And I am so happy because it's family. You know, we we talk about it is a big family. And some of the people that are at the uh, Minden show this weekend are some of the best people I've ever worked with in my life. And I'm really looking forward to being there because I just love these people.
1: You know it's it's great and uh, it, it is and and you hit on some key points there and as as you're talking i'm taking notes but it there's a common thread to people that reach the pinnacle in whatever they want to do in life and the first thing is they know what it is they want to do i mean you made a decision i made a decision i want to take flying lessons for this purpose and then people think well everybody's an overnight success so a couple decades later you're an overnight success. I think people, kids especially, forget that kids think in the term of you know i've been at this new job for two months i've got 200 hours of flight time and i'm an expert and everything why isn't somebody making me a captain on a learjet but it's key what you bring up and that's what i really want to hammer home in this segment we'll talk a little bit more about it as we come out of there but it's knowing what you want to do going after at it staying focused and you used the word luck and it's amazing how many successful people say i was lucky but you became lucky because you emerged Yourself around the things that you wanted to do. It's so imagine how lucky you get. You can't win the lottery by without buying lottery tickets. You can't be lucky in aviation without showing up at the airport. You have anything to add to that?
0: Well, that's you know that's really true. So you, um, I, I, I was lucky that there was people around that could could really help me. I still would have been at the airport figuring out how to fly, how to do a loop, how to do a spin, how to come out on heading, and. You, once you're passionate about something, then that's what, what really you're engaged in is, is if a practice is just as much fun as flying an airshow, then you're doing it right. And for me, that is the case. There's a, I read a book as, I think it was called The Talent Code, but it talks about 10,000 hours, uh, is what it takes to master something. And, uh, and that's a lot of time that you really have to get it, dedicate yourself to. And so if you're going to dedicate 10,000 hours of your time to learning how to do something well, and that's just getting good, that's not staying good or getting even better because we are all still getting better, then hopefully you really love what you're doing. And you, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like
1: forever. Absolutely, we're going to come back out of this next break. That's where I going to pick that up. That ten thousand hour number. I use that same report all the time when I talk to people. I'm with Bill Stein, flying an Edge Five Forty. You're going to see him at the uh, Minden Air Show Aviation Roundup. This is David Costa, Renegade Aviator. We'll be right back after these messages. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. Well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flights stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops that seem to interrupt the flow of my day. Here's one they just made up. Near miss. When two planes almost collide, they call it a near miss. It's a near hit! A collision is a
0: near miss. <laughs> Look, they nearly missed. Hi, this is Bill Stein, and I fly an Edge 540. I'm with Dave Costa on Renegade Aviator Radio.
1: Hey, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Remember Renegade AV, the number 8R.com, RenegadeAviator.com. Let me break in for just a second in the interview with Bill Stein. And think about something. Bill talked about being better. Do you want to be better? It's a simple question. Do you want to be better? If the answer is yes, what are you doing about it? What steps are you taking? This is why I love air shows. Air shows demonstrate excellence Air shows demonstrate being better. So think of your day, your career, your passion. Are you on a quest for excellence? Be better. Being better requires action. And if you're a pilot, and if you're a member of my crew, if you're one of my VIP members of my crew, did you know? That you can receive a monthly coaching video just for my pilot members, my VIP members, people that want to be better at what you do, aviation. But no matter what you do in life, you can be better. But would you believe me? I think you would, because many of you listening right now might even think sometimes people will say to me, Well, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I meet standard. Dave, don't get all wrapped up in trying to be excellent because I'm okay. I don't need to be the best. But I never said that. What I said is be better. So think about when you talk about being good enough. How does that make you feel? Do you feel powerful? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel ready to give back when you're simply good enough? No. No. If you're striving for excellence and your words matter, Your energy matters. But once you stand tall and you say, I am here to be better, I am striving for excellence, how does that make you feel? What kind of power does that give you? This show is about giving you some power, giving you entertainment. Everything we do at Renegade Aviator is not just flying airplanes. You go to air shows not just to watch airplanes fly. That's our trick. That's our secret. We lured you in to watch great people like Bill Stein and all the guests that I have on my radio show. And you look up into the sky and you see excellence demonstrated. And then you think in your head, what if I was excellent? Think about that. That's America, baby. That's why we go to air shows. Back to the interview. David Costa, Renegade, AV, the number 8R. Go to my website join my crew. Do it now.
0: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
1: Before the last break, we were talking about this 10,000 hours of simply practice to get good at something, to reach that elite level. And I don't care if you want to be a surgeon, I don't care if you want to be a pilot or an air show pilot, that 10,000 hours is key. And um, Bill, you had brought that up. I use that a lot myself. This whole concept of knowing what you want to do and going after that, it sounds great, right? People say, oh, this personal development stuff sounds great, but it, it is reality. But you went through your 10,000 hours, your 20 years of practice. It, there had to be some challenges along the way. We've got a couple of minutes. What were some of the challenges that you faced kind of as a way to help other people realize it ain't easy, but it doesn't mean you can't do it?
0: Well, I, you know, the learning how to fly thing is its I, I was completely engaged. So if you can find something that is completely engaging, then, frankly, you're all set. Uh, uh, the money part was sort of hard. You had to, to find an airplane to fly and, and access to an airplane and things like that. But all in all, uh, you know, for me with flying, it was something I really, really wanted to do in my previous career as a software guy, I, uh, worked my way up the management chain in Silicon Valley and, and I love doing software as well. So if you're doing something that you love and apply yourself, then you're just going to be happy and it's going to be all good. The, the flying aerobatics is, uh, it's fun uh, every now and then you do have a reality check of stuff can go wrong and, and thinking about that and preparing for that can be sort of intimidating, especially when you're getting going. Uh, but uh, that's really, it comes down to, are you ready for emergencies? There's really a, a pretty predictable set of things that can happen in an airplane if stuff goes wrong flying the things that we do. And if you're ready for those, then, uh, then you can go out and, and really work at it. The way that we go about designing something is we start out, you know, if we want to do a new figure, there's always new maneuvers that we have that are, we're trying to develop, and uh, we go up high. And we do those until they're uh, pretty consistent, and we think that we've seen every failure mode that we, we have, you know, that we can expect, that we can think of. And then once we have and manage those, then we start moving it down to a level where we can incorporate it into our air show. That's kind of how life is, you know, one thing at a time. It's all fundamentals. You gotta love it. And if you do, go for it.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's it doesn't need to be overly complicated. And um and, and that's part of the hope of this thing. You know, it's it's the way to give back. You know, the reason I got into doing this this radio show is after decades of flying and tens of thousands of flight hours People have helped me along the way. People have given me criticism. Sometimes it's been hard to swallow. Sometimes uh, it's been a pat on the back, but I'm blessed. I I feel, you know, honored to be able to talk to people like you, Bill, that are out there doing this elite level because I think everybody listening to this show as we come into this, this final segment with uh, Bill Stein, everybody out there can achieve great things. And that's really what this is about. You know, go after those gnarly, crazy goals. Um, when we come back from the next segment, I just want to wrap up some of the things we talked about. I want to give Bill a chance to uh, maybe give you a preview of some of the crazy things that he does with the airplane that are uh, fun to watch. That's part of what this is. Aviation is supposed to be fun. Uh, you airline guys that like to complain in the cockpits of airplane, listen up. It's supposed to be fun. I'm smiling because I was a former airline pilot. Um, it's nothing wrong with smiling ear to ear when you when you when you go to work every way uh, every day. So once again, Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator, will be right back after these breaks with Bill Stein.
0: Do you mind my asking where you're going? Oh, I was going to go to the bathroom.
1: This bathroom is for coach passengers only.
0: Really? Who said that?
1: Um, earlier I tried to use the one up there, and I was told that. You know, coach isn't allowed to use first class, so oh. we have our different areas. I
0: am so sorry that they did that. That's terrible.
1: Thank you for understanding. I'm
0: still going to use the bathroom.
1: Why would, why?
0: I didn't stop you from so, using that bathroom. Because you're in first
1: class, so you get to do whatever you want to do. Not at all. You get on first, no, you, you get free drinks, no, you get a hot towel.
0: No. You... just because I'm sitting up there, you're making a generalization about me, but I'm not like a first class person. I'm, I'm, I'm is coaching. Really it's I'm just coaching. That you're not acting coaching. I didn't stop you. You're
1: not acting you. coaching. You're acting you're not first acting class. Coach. I'm because, coachy. No, but you just think you care. get to walk back here. I'm, you got it all wrong, okay? Oh, I'm sure that be I do. You'd mis- be up in
0: first class poor, if somebody bought you a ticket. Oh, You'd be up there in a second. Oh, poor little Kochi <laughs> girl. She's so jealous.
1: Hey, guys and gals. Just a quick note on the sound quality. This show was recorded over several different years, actually. So you're hearing the show in several different segments. We took... Um, We took a take two on Bill Stein when we did his show back a couple of years ago, and I'm putting my comments onto it now. So if you hear the sound quality shift, that's because I'm out doing stuff. As I mentioned before, I am out doing my thing, heading to training on the uh, Gulf Stream, getting a captain qualification on the Gulf Stream, and uh, we are going to be in the Dallas, Texas area for the next 20 days or so. So if you're in the Dallas, Texas area and you'd like to say hello to the Renegade Aviator, you need to call my office, 888-366-5256, and get a hold of me so that you and I can shake hands and um, I'll see you out at the airport there. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Here's uh, my my comments before the next segment, and then I will wrap this show up at the end. You know, let me stop this interview for a second and talk about something that Bill Stein had said, be better. I want you to think about that for a little bit. Do you want to be better? It's a pretty simple question. But you know how few people really want to be better. And so my question is, number one, would you like to be better? Number two, what are you doing about it? And this comes into aviation a lot. We as aviation professionals, as airshow pilots and air shows in general. Right. I talk about this every week. That air shows is all about excellence demonstrated. So think about your day. Think about what you do for a living. Think about what you do for a passion. Are you constantly on a quest to be excellent, because excellence is not a destination. Excellence is a constant striving to be better. So Bill talks about that here in the interview, to be better. And that requires action. If you're a pilot, I tell pilots this all the time, at least every six months, you should be in a training event. Ideally, for some of you that don't fly all that often, I think you should be in a training event every three months. But training comes to, when I talk training, it brings to mind the very basic levels of flying, right, or or doing anything, training. What about coaching? We'll get into this in the interview with Bill, so I'm not going to talk a ton about coaching right now. But I want you to start thinking of that term, coaching and being better and how that's a process. And let's say you're one of those people because you know maybe it's a 50-50 split. You look at the elections, you look at the world, and I'm not sure that, that everybody wants to be better. Some people think I'm good enough, I'm okay, I make standard. How does that make you feel when you hear me say things like that? I'm good enough. Does it give you power? Does it give you inspiration? Or if you're the kind of person that would say, I can do better. I will be better. I'm always striving to be better. I'm striving for excellence. Say that to yourself. And how does that make you feel? Although I'm the renegade aviator, I do uh, get into this uh, energy a little bit, right? We're all balls of energy. And some days our energy is high. Some days our energy is low. Some days we tune in and everything seems to work just fine. And other days we struggle. But I'm going to give you a challenge. No matter what you want to do in life, if you think of yourself as someone who is excellent, and someone who is always striving to do better. You're gonna feel better about yourself, you're gonna improve, and you're gonna have more fun. It's not more difficult than that. Real Men of Genius. Real. Today, we salute you, Mr. Discount Airline Pilot Guy.
0: Mr. Discount Airline Pilot Guy.
1: Your minimal experience flying a plane will never land you at a reputable airline. Luckily, you don't work for one.
0: Look at me, I'm flying.
1: Sure, we're concerned for our lives. Just not as concerned as saving nine bucks on a round trip to Fort Myers. Oh. The most direct route to Houston through fort lauderdale with layovers in detroit vancouver and kalamazoo
0: i can't feel my legs
1: so crack open a nice cold bud oh skipper of the skies you put the fly in fly by night operation
0: Mr. Empire, guys. call the renegade aviator at 888 366 5256 and leave us a message.
1: All right. Yeah, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, back with Mr. Bill Stein. Bill, how you doing?
0: Excellent. Excellent. I'm having fun, Dave.
1: Before I get too far afield on this, I really want to focus back on the air show again because every act is unique. Every act offers something uh, different to watch. Um, But a lot of times, if you're new to an air show, you may not know what it is you're looking for. You may not realize just how difficult what you're watching is. Some people will look at a loop and go, ah, oh, it doesn't look too hard. Um, but, you know, as you can attest to, I'm sure, Bill, to make that loop perfectly round takes a little bit more practice than than one might believe. But you do some really cool stuff for your air show. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect when they see Bill Stein.
0: Well, like I said earlier, what kind of what you want to do with an airplane like mine is show people uh, it clearly not flying. So that there's no question that you're doing things that an airplane should not do. I start out with a knife head spin. So it's like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. So I go straight up about 3,000 feet in the air. And then I, I, I stop and pivot the airplane so that my wings are pointed straight up and down. Sort of the airplane is sideways and it's like somebody flicks the tail. I just go around the longitudinal axis of the airplane doing what's called a knife-edge spin on a down line, which is unusual. And my airplane does it really, really well, Uh, and that's how I start the show. There's a lot of of tumbles, as you said, where you make the airplane go end over end, off to the side. It's all about being wonky and loud. So uh, there's, there's all those. The thing is that after you do these a billion times or so, they're not that hard. So everything that's in the air show that I do is pretty easy for me. It might've taken a little while to learn, but now it's just a natural thing. It's a normal day at the office. Everybody that you'll see, their sequences are rigorously choreographed and they're the same every single time so that we can be pretty exacting and pretty safe doing what we do. And uh, my show's sort of like that. But it's it's all about doing things that you would not expect an airplane to do and that's end over end and sideways and backwards and all of that stuff.
1: That's what people come to see. People come to see airplanes doing things that they didn't think they were capable of doing. It's a testament to design of the aircraft for sure Um, but it really is and ladies and gentlemen as you watch any airshow performer that's what I want you know Bill brought this up I want you to think of that the time and effort and work and Bill you hit on something key there when you do things often enough at first it's uncomfortable at first it's scary right and then it becomes uncomfortable and then maybe you get some critique because you thought you really had it nailed and somebody comes along and says you know what not quite good enough and you go back and practice again and somebody goes not quite Good enough, or even worse, we're our own worst critics. I'm sure you had a lot of self analysis going. Um, number one, why did I join the the uh, the circus? Why am I doing this? Is this really what I want to do? And then finally, go hell yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. You know, and and how many of us get the smile ear to ear when they go to work every day? So I mean, is that right, Bill? I mean, you've gone through those ups and downs, and and this perfection, and you're probably more hard on yourself than other people are on you would would you agree with that
0: yes absolutely you know at a certain point people just come up and say oh that was great you know and and it was probably pretty good but it wasn't really great in execution so uh you're you're your most critical observer uh, when you see videos, you, you really get to look and see what's going on. One thing, though, is that I, I ask people, you know, so I'd like your feedback. What do you think? And they say, oh, well, I don't know enough to give you good feedback. It's like you're going to an air show. You're exactly the person. So we're not out. I'm not out trying to impress Gene Susie. I'm out trying to make the little kid that uh, nine years old uh, at his first air show happy and excited about flying and all the cool stuff that... He, he can grow up and
1: do you know that that was a perfect segue there because bill you you hit the nail on the head um you you, me all of us that are doing we're we're of service to the people that come out to watch Um, because number one if it wasn't for those fans the air show wouldn't exist we need the fans out there and you're right it's providing that wow factor i think every one of us that have gotten involved in whatever it is we do in life has had somebody inspire us. I know I did. I From the day I looked, I use this all the time on my show. From the day I saw the... Uh Thunderbirds and they're still flying the old F-4 Phantoms and I got to shake Lieutenant Colonel Roger Parrish's hand. He was Thunderbird number one at the time flying an F-4 so that dates me a little bit. It's that opportunity to inspire somebody else, to inspire that next generation uh, not just into aviation and that's what I want to make clear. It's, it's in anything you want to do in life. Bill we, we got just about a minute left. Give us your, your website and any closing words of advice or uh, words of wisdom as they might be about joining the circus.
0: <laughs> so my website is is Billsteinershows.com or Facebook it's Bill Airshows. So everybody hopefully everybody can come and watch a video and and uh, see what that's all about. I'm really happy that you're doing this radio show. It's great to get people out there thinking about aviation and actually uh, your bent seems to be that you're helping them understand how attainable it is. It might cost a couple bucks, but you can save up money and you can do it a little bit at a time. It's one of those things like anything else. It's all about fundamentals and hopefully people will, will listen to you and uh, get excited about flying or whatever they want to do, being a doctor or a golfer or a fireman or whatever, police officer. So I think that that this has been a great experience, and I'm, I'm really happy that you allowed me to be part of it today.
1: Well, Bill, thanks a lot. I'm grateful for it as well, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there at uh, Aviation Roundup in Minden. And uh, as a new guy into airshow flying, I'm not new into aviation, but I am new into airshow stuff, so I've got a lot to learn. And I'm going to rely on people like yourself that have been there and done that to keep my act in line. So, Bill, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you. You take care. Stop. I'm afraid.
1: All right, man. Don't let fear get the better of you. But you know what? Get out there and realize that if you act in fear... You've got no ability to make a decision. And when you make decisions, you're going to make good decisions and bad decisions, and that's okay as long as you take responsibility for it and keep moving forward. And be excellent. Don't settle for just okay. You're better than that. David Costa the renegade aviator in the air with my TS11 Iskra jet and on the air with you each and every week with the renegade aviator radio show go to my websites renegadeaviator.com and my world record website again this is david costa the renegade aviator see ya
0: i